Hello and welcome to a brand new season of More. Join me and my guests as we read the second book in the Hunger Games series, Catching Fire. I'm super excited and I can't wait to read some more of the series. So let's get started, shall we? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of More. I will be joined by my guest, Sam, but she cannot make it today. So, Sam, please tell me your time times before you have to go. Um, I'm very excited to listen to this podcast episode, even though I won't be in it. But maybe next week I'll be in it. I'm so excited. Yay. Yes. Thank you for your words, Sam. We feel so we feel so happy that you were, you were going to join us, but you'll join us next time. Yeah. So that's all I can ask for. Anyway, we'll say bye to Sam. Bye, Sam. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, but um, oh my gosh, so I was gonna do the question episode. I guess I can do it, but right now, since it was me. Okay, so um, before I start reading, we're gonna go over quickly the questions I received, and also I'll be talking about what I thought of the movie. Yeah, what's the question? Maday, why are you so awesome? Oh my gosh, Sam, you're so kind, you know. I just try my best. I try my best every day, and that's all I can really ask for, ask to do, and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, someone has to do it. Not someone just happens to be me. Okay, so, what we're going to do first is we're going to go through some of the questions I received, and then I'll talk about the movie. Okay, so my first one is from... um. Marvel POV Obsessed. <laughs> Thanks for the name. I love that. So I'm going to read the email. So thank you for sending me this. Uh, first off, love the podcast. Just thank you. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time I listen to it. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, Do you like books or movies more? Um, I definitely like books more because I can like visualize the characters that I want to see. And I can also kind of like do my own spit on things in a sense. Because movies are kind of like set in stone. You can see what happens. But I am a huge fan of books. I think books are better and stuff. Uh, the next question. When you watch a movie, does it annoy you when the movie adds or takes away random info the book has or doesn't have? Um, it annoys me a lot, actually. <laughs> As well as tell you later in, like, the review of the movie, you took out a lot of things. I was, like, when I was watching it, I was, like, yelling. I'm like, you took that out? Like, she should have done this. Like, what happened to that? So, a lot of the stuff, um, it did really annoy me. So, I was like, ugh, that's so annoying. Whatever. But, yeah. So, to answer your question, it does annoy me a lot when they, like, add things or, like, remove things. Especially when they remove things because there was no need to do that. Just keep it in if you have to. Um, the next one, I should keep reading. Well, I am. Like, you got your wish. It's kind of like, <laughs> this is kind of like a late wish, granted. But yeah, you got your wish. I am going to continue reading. My goal is to try and finish this book by the end of the summer and do another movie review. But we will see what happens. I'm also a very slow reader. Well, I'm a fast reader. I'm just a slow, like, um, speaker, I guess, of the book. Or a small, uh, slow, um, out loud reader. There we go. Slow, out loud reader. Okay. So now we're going to our next one. From Brenna. Oh my gosh, thank you, Brenna, one of my guests. <laughs> so she said, Hey Maday, one very important question. How do you think Gordon Ramsay would do in the games? Um, uh, for people who don't know, I really love Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay is not only like I just love him so much. He's like the best ever. He's the best ever, Gordon Ramsay. Uh how I think he would do. I feel like he won't do too well against the careers. They could cook a mean, like, you know, beef wellington. So I think, you know, just that alone, he'll be fine. Also, he, like, he's pretty fit. I think he'd survive at least, like, he'd be, like, in the top, like, five, I think. Top five. And then, like, maybe one of the careers might get him because they're probably a little stronger than he is, which is okay. Gordon Ramsay has his, like, weaknesses, but he has a lot of his strengths, too. So I don't think he'd win, but, you know, I think he'd go really far. 
But for me, I'd love it if Gordon Ramsay would win. He'd be like, where's the lamb sauce? Or like, you're a bunch of idiot sandwiches or something like that. Yellow people and everything. But yeah, so my verdict, he wouldn't win, but he got pretty close to it. But if he uh, tried his hardest and he like got um, a bunch of alliances, he could just poison them, you know, because he's a cook. He's a chef. He knows what's good and what's not good. They don't really know that. Maybe they're not smart. So yeah, there's that. Um, The next one we have here from, oh my gosh, I'm going to... I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, but I'm doing my best. Kyle, Kylan? Kylan, <laughs> thank you so much for sending me a letter. So, well, not a letter, I guess an email. So, yeah, I'll read it out. <clears throat> Hello, my day. I meant to send an email at the end of the first season, but I forgot. And after getting a shout out in the episode released today, I had to send one. So, I'm Kaylin, and I'm sure I might have told you already, but you told me that you had a podcast when I first started up. And not going to lie, I've been hooked since. I typically don't like audiobooks, but I live for the commentary and mispronunciations. So I try my best to not mispronounce things, but it's hard. It's hard, but I'm doing my best, but I like it. It's fun. I to make up my own words sometimes. And I'm excited to listen to the new season. Uh, the Hunger Games is so nostalgic. I'm glad you chose it or got forced to read this series. Um, whoa, Leve Groove? <laughs> I feel like that's German for something. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. This is honestly just for fun because I was like, oh, we need to like read the Hunger Games together, but I can't because lunch is blah, blah, blah. And I'm glad you're all enjoying this so much. Um, yes, I was kind of forced into this, but I'm honestly pretty happy I was. It was a lot. It's been a lot of fun reading it. We watched the movie. It was a lot of fun. We had a whole little party. It was great. Um, the Hunger Games. I always focus on the wrong things, but it's so much fun to read it. Um, I think it's a pretty good book overall. Like I gave it like a four stars on good reviews. I mean, Goodreads. But you know, I think it was like it was a pretty good book. Pretty solid, I'd say. Very very solid. Hello, welcome. Hi. I have my guest Kitty doing a little pop in. I'm just answering people's questions right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I think I almost done all the questions, but Katie, anything to add to the podcast today? I could answer a question with you, my opinion. Your, your opinion? If you want it. Yeah, sure. So we can go back to this one here. One of the questions was, do you like books or movies more? And this was by Marvel POV Obsessed. Um, neither. Neither? I prefer podcasts. <laughs> Plug it. Uh, definitely books. Definitely books? Yeah. Nobody knows who I am, though, so nobody knows <laughs> Everyone knows Katie, my guest Katie, who has like too many bad puns to count. And then we never read any any of the book. We always just end up chit-chatting instead. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of anything to say to that. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. Do the viewers, did listeners know that you picked a soup without knowing what the soup was? Um, they don't need to know that. <laughs> well, fun fact, listeners, for lunch, I went and got soup. And I didn't ask what type of soup it was. So I just said, yeah, I'll take soup. Soup. So I thought it was tomato soup, but it's not. It's like a chunky vegetable soup. But it tasted really good. I had crackers in it and like sprinkled the crackers in. And yeah, I had a quiche. Quiche was really tasty. Yep. The strength of people who don't have allergies. Mm-hmm. Well, technically I do have allergies, but not to food. Any food I can eat. Weak. I'm okay. weak sauce. Weak sauce. Only to actually feel like my allergies are going away sometimes. Because it's like sometimes I don't need my allergy medicine, other times I do. Yeah. So it like depends. It just depends on what like when I wake up, if I'm sneezing or not, I'm like, oh, why am I sneezing? Because of my allergies? Or it's because, like, I slept in, like, a heavy blanket and it was, like, summer, you know? I can respect that, though. Yeah, Same. exactly. See? You need to get a fan, like an overhead fan, so your face is freezing. No! Overhead fans are scary. I already have a fan, and it's, like, it's too loud for me sometimes. Like, I want to just, like, silencio, you know? Silence! You know? Nothing. That's, you know? That's how the listeners feel about us. <laughs> Read the book. Read the book. No, no more talking. All right. Is my friend Katie leaving? Okay. Thank you for joining us for a little bit, Katie. 
Thank you. Fight with a tape gun. Fight with a tape gun. Fight it. Bye, Katie. (laughs) Okay, and my last question before we get into my little review of the movie is from Victoria? I think. Yeah. So she said, create a fan cast of Hunger Games with the intention of making people mad. Not to be bad, but make sense in some way or another. I don't know if they want to, like, do that intentionally just to make people mad. I feel like I'll just make people mad by accident and be like, oh, that's crazy. Like, the way I was saying, I was watching the movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, why isn't, why is PETA so sad? And they're like, oh, maybe because you're going to the Hunger Games. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, you're going to, like, almost certain death. Like, okay, I'd be a little, like, pressed too. But, I don't know, it's gonna be, like, too much, too much work, honestly. And I'm lazy, so that seems, like, not for me. Yeah. Okay, that's all the questions I got. Thank you so much for giving me questions. And now I'll do my quick little review of the movie. So, overall, I liked it. I'd say it was fun. Like, I liked it. But there's a lot of things that I thought, like, either they missed or they took out or they didn't add. Like, the part of her, like, being dehydrated. They didn't have that at all. I feel like they found her too quickly after the fire. But... Also, Rue was so cute. The actress that played Rue was so, 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 so cute. And I was very cutthroat. I was saying stuff like, oh, she's not going to make it suffer. Like, I knew. I knew. Everyone who watched the movie with me already knew what was going to happen. They're like, but Dave, how could you? I'm like, guys, do you already know this? But yeah, so that's what it was about that. Um, I thought that Kato or Kato, as I like to call him, Kato, I thought he was like uh, taller and he was blonde in the movie. I'm like, I thought you were like brown, like brown haired and like shorter and like more like linear. I guess, but you know, to each their own. Um, Mary kept on insinuating that there was like a romance between Clove and Kato. Um, I didn't see it. Mary was just like, Look at that, they're all in love. I'm like, no, Mary, like you're delusional, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, overall I give like a seven point five out of ten. I guess that'd be like four stars out of five. Uh it was good. Uh I wanted a little bit more from it because like there was parts so they didn't do it, like when like Pete and Katniss were like talking on the roof. They weren't talking on the roof, they were talking like in a stairwell. I'm like, guys, like just go to a rooftop. Not that hard. Like I was picky on the most like as minuscule of details that like didn't know like no one asked for it. No one asked me to be that picky. But yeah, it was fun. I liked it. It was good. Um but yeah, everyone says the second movie's better. So we'll have to see if I can finish the book in time to actually watch the second movie. <sighs> okay. Alright, so we finished on page 58 at the top. So we're going to continue from there and we're going to go for around like 10 minutes-ish. We're going to see what happens. But again, thank you for uh, giving me all your questions. I love them. Keep sending me more if you want to. Um, But yeah, all right, let's get into it. <clears throat> this is it. This is where I have to convince everybody how in love I am with PETA, I think. The solemn ceremony is pretty tightly mapped out, so I'm not sure how to do it. It's not a time for kissing. Maybe I can work one in. It's loud applause and none of the other responses we got on the Capitol. The cheers and the whoops and the whistles. We walk across the shaded verada until the roof runs out and we're standing at the top of a big flight of marble stairs in the glaring sun. So I just, my, as my eyes adjust, I see the buildings on the square have been hung with banners that help cover up the neglected state. It's packed with people, but again, just a fraction number who will live here. As usual, a special platform has been constructed at the bottom of the stage for the family of the dead tributes. On uh, Thresh's side, there's only an old woman with a hunchback and a tall, muscular girl guessing his sister. On Rue's, not prepared for Rue's family. Her parents, whose faces are still fresh with sorrow, her five younger siblings who resemble her so closely, their slight builds, the luminous brown eyes, the form of a flock, and uh, they form a flock of small, dark birds. 
The applause dies out and the mayor gives a speech in honor. Two little girls come up with tremendous bouquets of flowers. Peter does his part on the scripted reply, then I find my lips moving to conclude it. Fortunately, my mother and friend have drilled into me so I can do it in my sleep. Peter had his personal comments written on a card, but he doesn't pull it out. Instead, he speaks in a simple, winning style about Thrasher Room making it to the final eight and how they both kept me alive, thereby keeping him alive, and how this is a debt we can never repay. Then he has it before adding something that wasn't written in the card. Maybe because he thought Effie might might make him remove it. It can in no way replace your loss. As token of our thanks, we'd like for each of the tribute family from District 11 to receive one month of our winning every year for the duration of our lives. The crowd can help respond with gasps and murmurs. There's no precedent for what Pete has done. I don't know if this is legal. He probably doesn't know either, so he didn't ask in case it isn't. As for the families, they just stare at us in shock. Their lives were changed for everyone. Thresh and Rue were lost, but this gift will change them again. A month of tribute winnings can easily provide for a family for a year. As long as we live, there will, they will not be hunger. There will not be hunger. <clears throat> I look at Peta and he gives me a sad smile. I hear Haymitch's, Haymitch's voice. You could do a lot worse. At this moment, it's possible to imagine how I could do any better. The gift is so perfect. When I rise up uh, on a tiptoe to kiss him, it doesn't seem forced at all. The mayor steps forward and presents us with a plaque that's so large I have to put down my bouquet to hold it. The ceremony's about to end when I notice one of Rue's sisters staring at me. She must be about nine and is almost the exact replica of Rue, down to the way she stands with her arms slightly expanded. Despite the good news about the winning, she's not happy. In fact, she looks reproachful. Is it because I didn't save Rue? No, it's because I still haven't thanked her, I think. A wave of shame rushes through me. The girl is right. How can I stand here, passive and mute, leaving all her words to Peta? She had one. Rue would never have let me, my death go unsung. Remember how I took care of the arena to cover her with flowers to make her loss, make sure her loss did not go unnoticed. That just drove me nothing if I don't support it now. Wait, I stumble forward, pressing the plaque in my chest. A lot of time speaking has come and gone, but I must say something. I owe too much, and even if I had pledged all my willing to the family, there will be no excuse for my silence today. Wait, please. I don't, I don't know what to, where to start, but once I do, the words burst on my lips as if they've been forming in the back of my mind for a long time. I want to give my thanks to Tribute District 11, I say. Look at the pair of women on Thresh's side. I only spoke to Thresh one time, just long enough for him to spare my life. But I didn't know him, but I always respected him for his power, for his refusal to play the game on anyone's terms but his own. The careers wanted him to team up with them from the beginning, but he wouldn't do it. I respected him for that. For the first time, the old hunch woman is she, Thresh's grandmother, raises her head and a trace of a smile plays on her lips. The crowd had fallen silent. So silent, I wonder how they manage it. They must all be holding their breath. I turn to Ruth's family. But I feel as if I did know Rue. And she all, she'll all be with me. Everything beautiful brings her to mind. I see her in the yellow flowers that grow in the meadows by my house. I see her in the mockingjays that sing in the trees. Most of all, I see her in my sister Prim. My voice is undependable, but I almost, but I, I'm almost finished. Thank you for your children. I raise my chin to address the crowd. Thank you for all the bread. Stand there, feeling broken as well, and thousands of eyes trained on me. There's a long pause. Then somewhere in the crowd, someone whistles. Rue's four-note Mockingjay tone. That one singled the end of the workday in the orchard. That one meant safety in the arena. By the end of the tune, I found the whistlers a wizened, a whiz, wizened, wizened? <laughs> a wizened old man in a fatty red shirt and overalls. His eyes meet mine. What happens next is not an accident. It is too well executed to be spontaneous because it happens in complete in, in, ascension in unison. Unison. Every person in the crowd presses three little fingers of their left hand against their lips and extend them to me. It's our sign from 612, the last goodbye I gave room in the arena. If I hadn't spoken to President Snow, Jester might move me to tears, but this recent order to calm the district's um, districts fresh in my ears fills me with dread. What will he think of this very public salute to the girl who defined the capital? Full impact of what I've done hits me. It was not intentional. Uh, I only meant to fix my thanks, but I have elected something dangerous. The active descent from uh, the people of District 11. This is exactly the kind of thing I'm supposed to be diffusing. 
I try to think something to say to undermine what had just happened, to negate it, but I can hear the slight burst of static indicating my microphone has been cut off and the mayor has taken over. Peter and I acknowledge a round of final applause. He leads me back towards the door so I'm aware that anything had gone wrong. I feel funny and I have to stop for a moment. Little bits of bright sunlight dance before my eyes. Are you alright? Peter asks. Just dizzy. The sun was so bright, I say. I see the bouquet. I forgot my flowers and mumble. I'll get them. I can. I answer. We would be safe if I just building by now, if I hadn't stopped. I handle my flowers. Instead, from the deep shade of the veranda, we see the whole thing. A pair of peacekeepers dragging the old man who whistled at the top of the stairs, forcing him to a knee before the crowd and putting a bullet right through his head. Dang! Oh! Uh. Anyway. Uh, you're good. No, you're fine. Katie's back again. She's doing a little thing. No, I just got to the part um, where she kind of inside me like a little like do-do-do-do, you know? From like the old man. The old man whistles and then they made an example of him after. Yeah. Ooh. She's like, thank you to Sick Eleven. I loved Rue and the flowers and the bushes and the trees everywhere. She reminds me of my little sister Prim, so I love her. Thank you so much. And they all do the little like Panam today, Panam tomorrow, Panam forever. That's not it? But well like it's a district twelve thing. Oh well it's just it's just district twelve. Yeah, this is just district twelve. Oh well I guess I've been lying for like for reference, I was putting my fingers like doing the thing that they did in the movie, like the three fingers up. You know, with like my pinky down and like the thumbs holding the pinky. Apparently, this for the I thought it was like for Panam, for like the revolution, for no, that's no. Like it. The guy was not being patriotic. He was being like a, a rebel. A rebel, a rebel without a cause, you know. Yeah. Just no rebelling, cause. no cause. Well, he did have a cause actually. Yeah. <laughs> a rebel with a cause actually. But yeah, I'm done with chapter four. Um, chapter five now. We're gonna stop. I think maybe. I have three minutes, maybe. Yeah. Maybe? Should I stop? Yeah. Yeah, I'll stop. Okay. So, we're gonna stop for today. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, thank you so much for coming. I don't know. I don't know why. You, 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 yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed my little questions. I mean, the answers to the questions that you asked. Um, thank you for sending them. Please continue to send me questions. I love questions. I will answer them eventually. But yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, as always. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, email me at morebookquestions at gmail.com. So see you next time. Bye.